Every Christmas morning when my family gathers, they pass around a Bible and they read the Christmas story from Luke 2. I can't remember a year when we didn't take part in this tradition. So much so that it's almost like that story is just embedded in my memory. It's as, I, it's as if I can hear the words now. And it came to pass in those days that there was a decree that went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be taxed. That plays over and over again in my memory. And in other words, what the story is trying to tell us is that a census is to be taken. A census is something with which we're pretty familiar in the year 2020, as it was the time for our U.S. census. I don't know if you were one of the early birds who, as soon as you got notification about it, went and completed your response for the census, or if you were maybe like some other folks in my family who waited until the very last minute or maybe even needed someone to nudge them to help them complete it. However, as time passed, it became very clear to me that our government made every effort to try and account for folks. You see, the reason I know this is because one day we got a knock on our door. Not to inquire about us, but because the census worker was trying to determine information about the house beside us. You see, in April of this year, that house was vacant, and so they had no record in their census of anyone living there. Are you sure that no one lived there? You can't think of anyone? Do you have maybe a phone number or a forwarding address? Maybe somebody lived there at the time. They were making every effort to make sure that they had an accurate census. And at first, I thought this was a great and healthy idea. But then I began to realize that for some folks in our community, this counting might be intimidating. What about the folks who don't have permanent residence in our community? How will they be counted? For those in our community who do not have a home or who do not have the privilege of documentation, I imagine this census maybe made them feel ignored or even intimidated. Why am I bringing this up? Because as I read the scripture this morning, it's what bubbled up in my heart. Because where were the shepherds when the census was being taken? They were not at a formal address. They were not at some neighborhood in Bethlehem. They were at home, in the fields. In the midst of the, the census, our shepherds were in the fields. Now, some of you may have heard that we cannot historically actually date a census that matches the one that Luke writes about in our text. This morning, I'm going to ask that we pause our fact-finding mission and instead try to hear what God might be saying to us through the scriptures. If that rubs you a little bit the wrong way, perhaps the way the indigenous people start their stories will help you. I don't know if it happened this way or not, but I know this story is true.
Our gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 17. In that region, there were shepherds living in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, They made known what had been told them about this child. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Shepherds seem like completely quaint and hardworking people as I imagine the Christmas story. However, in Jesus' time, there was a bit of a different take. Shepherds were often seen as religiously unclean because of the type of work they did. They were some of the poorest in society, viewed as unskilled labor, and were disguised, despised because they allowed their sheep to graze on the lands of others. And it is to these people that we are drawn today because it is to the shepherds that the message of God comes. Unlike Mary and Joseph and the many others who filled the ends of Bethlehem, these shepherds had not heeded the call of the emperor to return to their homeland and be taxed. It makes me wonder if maybe they didn't get the message out there in the fields, or perhaps they didn't have money to pay, or maybe they were frightened Because what if their response required something else of them? Maybe military service. Whatever the reason, we do not find the shepherds in town, but rather at home, in the fields. The fields were the place that made them seem unclean to the religiously pious, and yet the fields were where they spent most of their time. I imagine it's where they felt most at home. It was a place of comfort for them where they could be themselves and enjoy creation, at least until it was time for the night watch. The night watch was the most dangerous time in the work of a shepherd. Others were tired and so they would take turns being on the lookout, making sure that predator animals, and other thieves were not harming their flock. 
I imagine those sentries, those that were keeping watch of the sheep, often found themselves on edge, tense, even though these fields were a place they spent most of their time. And so it comes as no surprise to me that when the angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds, they are terrified. They had either been roused from their sleep or they're trying to determine if their sheep are actually safe. In the midst of their home, into the midst of the field, in the middle of the night, God shows up. And to make sure that they can actually hear it, to give them a chance to breathe and calm down, this is the words of the angel. Do not be afraid. For see, I'm bringing you good news of great joy for all people. God steps into the midst of their home and shares a message that is counter to everything they have heard. They've been on the outside because they were unclean, on the outside because of where they work and live, on the outside because of their poverty. And now, this day, the good news is for them. They receive the words of the angel that a child has been born in Bethlehem and was the Savior. They experience the joy of the heavenly host, and then once they calm down again, they're left alone in the fields, and they have a choice to make. Do they sit around and wonder what just happened? Do they go back to sleep? Or do they heed the angels? Do they go and find the babe? and respond with great joy. Thanks be to God, they chose the latter. They go and find Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and they share over and over again what they've seen and experienced and know to be true. Those who were outcast, these shepherds give human voice to the heavenly voices. They tell the good news to all they encounter. I can't help but wonder, what would we do if God stepped in to the middle of our homes? Would we have the courage to tell others? Or would we go about our lives as if nothing had happened? Friends, As we were reminded during the lighting of the Advent wreath, this is the hope we celebrate, that God did break in and come into our world, Emmanuel, God with us. Today's scripture lesson serves as a reminder to us that if we truly believe God is with us, then we have good news to share with others, and that good news isn't just for those in our circles. It's good news for all. If being in the field this morning teaches us anything, I hope it teaches us that the good news is especially for those we might normally overlook. 
those who might not have a home or the privilege of documentation. For these people, good news has come. Those who are struggling to keep their lights on or perhaps those who have been disowned by their family because of their gender identity. For them, God came, and we have a chance to share the good news. So where do we start? How do we take this good news to those who might not be counted? I think we made a step in the right direction yesterday. If you had driven through our back parking lot in the morning, you would have seen many hands at work as we provided 213 bags of food through Manna on Meridian. Or when we gave so generously over the past few weeks that all the gifts were provided for 17 families through our angel tree. Or maybe you're on Facebook and saw Shannon's post yesterday as she shared about the generosity of our church that provided hats, coats, and blankets for the Griffin Heights apartment complex. But let's keep going, because if all we're doing is giving our money or performing acts of mercy alone, it seems like we're still leaving the outsiders on the outside. This season, may we find ways to be drawn into the fields of our community. May we find time to go and sit and listen to the stories of those who would normally be unnoticed. Let us remember those who are normally overlooked. Let us follow the example of the Christmas story and give opportunity for those human voices who aren't normally heard or lifted up to perhaps allow us to hear a glimpse of the heavenly voices. This season, may we live in such a way that our lives echo the refrain, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. <laughs>